every celebrity, their thought on Thursday and Friday would be, how do we skip the day? Beckham just flipped that on his head. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. French football writer Philippe O'Claire joins us on the line. Morning, Philippe. Morning to you. Thanks for taking our call. France's uh, sports ministry has ordered an investigation into allegations of sexual harassment and a toxic culture against its president. It seems there are several record, uh, cases been reported by Sofoot, the French football magazine, and the Federation saying uh, this week that they'll sue uh, Sofoot yep. for defamation. Where is it all at? And bring our uh, viewers who are unfamiliar with the story up to speed if you can. If I can, because it's a long story and it has a number of characters. And by the way, there are two things here. One of them is the allegations made by Sofoot, which is uh, basically the painted picture of a, uh, a French FA uh, in which basically anything goes. And from the top up to the bottom almost uh, with inappropriate behavior, to say the least, inappropriate texts, inappropriate um, well, yes, behavior of all kind towards, in particular, female members of the staff by a number of people high up in the French FA, including, of course, uh, the French FA president, Noël Legret, uh, who is now 80 years old, has been in place for, it seems, forever. Um, the most powerful man in French football, perhaps, and whose authority he's now... Uh, more than questioned. I don't think that he'll be able to uh, stay in place for very long, to be honest, now that the ministry has decided to take on the affair. Uh, and also, on top of that, there is what Sofut has, has printed, but there's also what uh, Josimar, uh, the Norwegian magazine, of which I have to say um, full uh, transparency here, I'm, I'm a contributor. Um, Romain Molina, the French investigative journalist, has published a absolutely harrowing uh, account of basically... Uh, years and years of silence around sexual abuse cases which were reported to the French FA and not passed on to the authorities. A very, very serious matter indeed. And I think the conjunction of those two things, basically media in France and in Norway, uh, putting all of this in the, in the open, is forcing the Ministry of Sports, who, to be honest, hadn't been made aware of, of what was going on, to look at it very uh, in greater depth and... Um, I think that a number of people are probably going to lose their positions, but it's a, a long overdue um, look at what is happening in the corridors of football power in France. And uh, believe me, what's happening there is not pretty. It's a very aggressive response from the Federation to say that they may sue yes. for defamation. An unusual response almost in some ways, Philippe, you would almost expect that they would, uh, even, even from a PR point of view, want to have an image of self-reflection here. Yes, and uh, I think it's a completely wrong miscalculation. Uh, I've read the article by Sofut again, by the way, this very morning, and I thought, okay, it was very punchy. Some of the things that they said were very incriminating. But looking at it, I'm wondering, is there anything really defamatory in that? I mean, the French defamation and libel laws are not quite the same as they would be in the United Kingdom or, I'm told, in Ireland, where they're extraordinarily strict, Mm. and loaded towards the person who is the uh, target allegations in France, rather, rather be the opposite. Uh, when you think, for example, that um, a French website, Blast, was able to print out a claim that uh, the philosopher Bernard-Henri Lévy had taken something like 11 million uh, euros directly from the, from the Catalan, uh, was sued 
and won its trial, despite the fact of there having absolutely no proof that this had been the case. You think that the French FA, you would think twice about calling into question things, um, you know, such as uh, the testimonies which have been published by SoFoot, uh, the excerpts from telephone conversations that they've been quoting. It seems that they are on very solid ground here. And my reading of it is that they felt that they had no choice, no other choice this time than to react because otherwise it was going to spread and spread and spread and it would become impossible to go any further. So in a way, perhaps it was a means to stop other media um, propagating what SoFoot had been, uh, been writing because obviously it had been reported in many uh, major media, which SoFoot is not. So it's a well-read, popular magazine, but it's not, uh, you know, like a François or a Libération. Uh, I say François, not François, Le Monde or Libération, Le Figaro. It is a small publication. But the news was starting to be taken on by other media, much more important media, and put out in the open to the whole of the French public opinion. And I think that they decided, okay, we want to stop that, stop the rot right now, so we're going to sue for defamation which means that other people who would want to quote from that piece might also find themselves in trouble and decide we're not covering this anymore. Well, this has badly, badly misfired because now the dossier is with the minister. It's all over the front pages in France. I mean, French football is all over the front pages in France for all the wrong reasons at the moment, I'm afraid. Uh, Philippe, just just interesting to read some comments from Noël Agret, um earlier in the week when he was speaking to, to L'Equipe uh, about his future in the role. He was talking about, uh, you know, if my health remains stable, if I'm well, there's absolutely no reason for me to stop. I'm very good at my job and everyone likes me. I'm lucky to be appreciated. <laughs> but uh, like he, ha- he hasn't actually responded publicly to the accusations as of yet, has he? No, hasn't. And I think that it's now a subud- the matter is subjudice, so it's a perfect means for them as well to to stay silent about it, saying it's now you know it's there's a defamation uh, action on, so therefore I, I cannot possibly comment on that. And um, as to the opinion he has of himself, is uh, it's his right prerogative to have it. I'm afraid that in France is perhaps the only one at the moment. Talk to us about other, and uh, in the context of what we've just been speaking about, much less serious uh, uh, developments, but Kylian Mbappe's grip on French football is extending now to the French Football <laughs> Federation, it seems, this week. Uh, I read with, um, uh, I mean, I don't know what exactly my emotion was, but the, the possibility that KFC were going to sue the French Football Federation, potentially, although I see they've since uh, reversed out of that position yes. uh, for the uh, Mbappe's failure to endorse their uh, their product. Um, where is this to at the minute and how is it going to unfold? Um, well, I mean, the, the story is actually fascinating and it's actually a very important story. I, I know it might sound crazy when you think it's about fried chicken and a professional footballer. What's the point? No, the point is very serious that Kylian Mbappe uh, told the French Federation that he would not take part in the photo shoot which had been planned at the training camp. And the reason why he refused to take part in this photo shoot to start with was because his image rights were not respected and they, they, the French Federation was not um, dealing with the problem of image rights properly, which is a bigger issue, as you can understand. And there was panic, obviously, in the, um, in the, in the French Federation camp. So they hastily put together a statement in which they said they would look again at the, uh, the convention, the agreement, if you will, uh, between their players and the Federation when it comes to exploiting their image rights for... Uh, FFF um, commercial sponsors or or partners. Um, So it's actually a big story because A, Bappe won, 
which is not exactly a surprise. He's the boss. And B, I think it will encourage a number of other footballers uh, of that caliber to go to their federations and to say, you know what, you're using our likeness to promote this, to promote that. Very often, we're not even aware of the fact that our faces are used to promote this, promote that. And and this actually is going to, um, I think, create quite quite a stir and have a big impact on, on the way that footballers relate in economic terms, that is, to their friend, to the federation and to the national team. But in this particular case, there could only be one winner, and the winner is, of course, Kylian Mbappé. Yeah, I spent some time in France over the summer and got to see up close the love that there is for Kylian Mbappe and I wondered if this in conjunction with the obviously the spat that's ongoing at, at PSG um, whether it, it impacts negatively on his brand or it just grows the brand of Kylian Mbappe now uh, I, I think these are two different things what's, what's happened at PSG the fact that people keep talking about the relationship between the, the triangle you know uh, mm. Uh, that is, you know, Neymar, Messi, Mbappé, and and what's happened with this image rights? Uh, I think for the way it comes to the image rights, I think most people would say he's perfectly in his right to do what he wants to do, and if he doesn't want to take part in a photo shoot, he doesn't want to take part in a photo shoot. I mean, there's a slight part of, uh, I have to say, I mean, I would I would call it hypocrisy or certainly double standards when it comes to the player because. Um, I'm not aware of the fact that once he might object to uh, publicize a uh, a fast food brand uh, on you know health reason for health reasons ethical reasons uh, the number of things that PSG is uh, partnering including betting operators very shady betting betting operators uh, and and it doesn't seem to have a problem with that so I think there's a little bit of double mm. standards here uh, we shall see. Uh, Philippe, I'm just uh, while, we're, while we're speaking about PSG and Ligue 1, uh, like looking at the, one of the games at the weekend, uh, a red card after uh, a matter of seconds, 40 seconds, nine, in, in, nine seconds. Sorry, nine sorry, seconds, the previous yes. record is 40, of course. Um, and, and like looking at the, 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 the stats and the numbers so far this season, so 11 red cards during game week three of the Ligue 1 season was the yep. most given in a single game week since records began in the 91 to 92 season. Uh, and they have by far, when you compare Ligue 1 to, to other top leagues, uh, across Europe at the minute uh, 34 red cards already given in Ligue 1 in just 8 game weeks the next highest is La Liga which has 20 uh, so 14 less like what it, and it's the same by the way in Ligue 2 Ligue 2 Ligue 2 uh, in France as well 43 red cards the highest of any major division in Europe what, what's going on Philippe is it are, have referees been told to stamp down for stronger this season or, or what's happening in, in France football at the minute well, you've given the answer here. Yes, there have been instructions given to referees to be a bit stricter in their application of the laws. And they've certainly taken the, that instruction very seriously. Um, and basically, they're showing red cards here, there and everywhere. And they've always been card happy in French football. I mean, more card happy than in other leagues. Certainly more card happy than in the Bundesliga or, or the Premier League. Uh, it's just uh, this year it's gone completely crazy. And, and what is even crazier is that uh, we are now using VAR and very often the VAR would give a referee a little bit of leeway to reconsider uh, you know, his opinion uh, of, what, uh, of what has happened on the pitch. And in this particular case, it seems almost to have encouraged uh, people to brandish more, uh, more red cards. And uh, that's not great for the spectacle because uh, a game in which a defender is, um, you know, sent off after nine seconds. I mean, he's only going to finish one way, is it? Yeah. So um, 
Again, there's a debate about that. And also, I think, more interestingly, there is a debate when it comes to international football because these referees, some of them also referee in European competitions. And and if the standards are not the same, uh, say in England, where referees have been given the precisely opposite instruction, which is to let the game flow as much as possible and perhaps to excess. Uh, and in France, we have the very opposite. Well, we need to know when it comes to, to Europe, be it club or national team competitions, what exactly is the standard that people should uh, should expect? How should our referees referee, I don't know, in the Nations League or all the Europa Conference League, whatever? if they come from completely different approaches of the laws of football. And that's what we have at the moment. And perhaps the difference is greater today, I would imagine, than it's probably ever been in terms of the uh, uh, the way that the laws are, are, are put into practice by the referees. And that's a little bit concerning. It's funny, like, if nothing else, it's probably a, a strange sociological experiment in that, you know, a lot of the players playing in Ligue 1 who, who maybe go on to the World Cup, do you know, are we going to see them being more conservative in the tackle, talking back less to referees? I'd be interested to see what impact this is going to have. Uh, it, it's very interesting, actually, what you're saying. It, it, and it might actually impair some of those players. You, you don't know. They might not go for a tackle which would be accepted uh, in an international competition, but which in France would be seen uh, very harshly by the referee. And they might actually change their, their view. That it's, it's a, isn't it a bit much to ask players themselves to switch from one understanding of the way the law is going to be applied from one competition to the next? Is that normal? I don't think mm. so. Mm. Seems, uh, it does seem unfair. Philippe, thanks, William. Thank you very much. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. 